and welcome back to the Monday Morning Faith Podcast. My name is Emily. I'm in Vancouver, Canada, fun fact. And today we're going to be talking about uh, three different types of seasons that we all walk through and the way we can walk through them, the fruit that can be produced, and the kind of struggles and issues we all have with them. So in the book of Acts, in chapter 1, verse 7, um, Jesus says to his apostles after he has um, been crucified, he reappears to them alive and spends 40 days with them and many others, um, revealing himself to them, talking about the things of God, the kingdom to come, and just kind of setting the ground for the early church and what that looks like without Jesus in the flesh. Um, and so basically he says to the apostles who are questioning him about what the future is going to look like, Jesus says, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority. And that is chapter one, verse seven. Let me repeat that again. It is not for you to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority. And that can be really difficult to kind of grasp with because we all have something we're waiting on. Waiting on a diagnosis, waiting on test results, waiting to see if we got in to be accepted somewhere, waiting on a relationship, waiting on some change in our lives. And we don't get to know the time or season something will occur in. But I was reflecting on that and I believe that the reason we don't get to know is because if we did know when God would move and when he would ordain things to occur, we would lose our free will. And free will is essential to the Christian life and to all life. For without it, we would not get to choose to follow or believe in God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who came to earth for us. Without free will, there would be no need for Jesus Because we wouldn't be able to choose belief. We wouldn't be able to choose um, to be reverent to God. We wouldn't be able to choose to serve the Lord. And I don't understand the full picture. And I I would argue not many people do, although we can hypothesize. But we don't really know why God has put us here um, in, like, full magnitude and, like, the whole totality of why he wants us to believe in him and be reverent like we don't understand the thoughts of god god says in scripture my ways are not your ways my thoughts are not your thoughts and so that gives us hope because he is so much mightier than us and in control but it certainly leaves so many questions as to why he ordained humanity to be about belief and free will Although I'm very thankful that we get an opportunity to freely choose him and that it's a free choice and everyone has to decide whether or not they're going to believe or follow Jesus. Um, The way, the truth, and the life is what the Christians believe, such as myself, obviously. But um, there's a lot of beauty in free will. And if we knew when we would get things or things would happen or bad things would happen, it would completely change the course of our lives. If you knew you were going to be accepted into that school, you would never do all the hard work and studying to get there because you know you would get in anyways. So free will is essential um, to get us where we need to be. Um, 
and not knowing is important to that walk as well. But these are the three ways I think we spend our time. Waiting, wondering, and wandering. When we don't get to know what's happening in our lives, the fact that God has chosen humanity to involve a whole lot of questions, a whole lot of uncertainty, we don't know the future. And people can try and predict it, but at the end of the day, it's just that, a prediction. So that leaves us with a lot of waiting. Free will gives us a choice to choose how we want to spend that time waiting. Um, we can fill it with the things of God. We can fill it with uh, choosing to surround ourselves with other like-minded believers to strengthen us and encourage us in our waiting. Um, we can do that through small groups like home groups, uh, Bible study groups, the word of God by being in our word, listening to podcasts and sermons on YouTube and reading new books and um, you know, getting out in nature and meditating on the things of God and his creation. That's a big one. That's a new one. You know, I'm not really a huge outdoorsy person, although I have people in my life that are. It's always so cold and wet where I live, so I'm not really into it. But, you know, I think there's something to be said about standing in the forest or at the beach and just meditating on the thoughts of God's creation. And that's something that brings us closer to him when we step back and in awe look at his creation and all that he's created. And we can do that by looking at people as well. Caring for other people is one of the two greatest commands God gives us. He commands us to love God with all our mind, heart, and soul. And then he also commands us to love each other. And loving each other looks like serving each other. So another way we can spend our waiting time is by rather fixating on our needs and our desires of our hearts is to meet the needs and desires of somebody else's heart. And that gets our mind, uh, our racing thoughts, our anxious uh, and even sometimes depressive thoughts off of ourselves and back onto other people. And I'm not saying that's a cure to anxiety and depression because those are mental health disorders, but I'm talking about the actual, the, the just the feeling of anxious thoughts or the feeling of sad thoughts. Um, that can really help to to really transition our, our thoughts on a different problem or to just work on helping others as Jesus did. Um, of course, still taking care of ourselves in the meantime as well, but it's just one way to spend the waiting that would draw us closer to God. And I think so many times we spend the waiting trying to keep ourselves so busy with things not of God to ignore the what ifs and the possibilities. Um, we spend our time binge watching TV shows and and using substances and keeping ourselves busy um, by overindulging in work food um i'm i'm talking about gluttony there not obviously just eating eating is important <laughs> but we just consume ourselves with things that will keep our minds busy but god doesn't want us to live busy lives that leave no room for him and his work and his strength um so when we incorporate uh things in our daily lives that draw us near to him our waiting season is glorifying God and that brings not just glory to him but glory to your own life as well it gives you the strength for today and hope for tomorrow it gives you all that you need uh for that season
Um, a really good song that that makes me think of is a song Seasons by by Hillsong Worship. If you've never heard it, I would totally recommend it. It's a really peaceful song about just waiting and knowing that your season will come and God's hand in it and how he grows us. And it's really beautiful. Okay, the next type of season is wondering. Uh, We spend a lot of time when we don't know what's going on, what's going to happen. We spend a lot of that time wondering. Uh, Just trying to consume our thoughts with trying to figure out what it's going to look like ourselves. Dreaming of that situation unfolding the way we desire it. And while that's normal, it can be obsessive at times. Um, Sometimes we spend too much time wondering and not enough time acting. We spend too much time trying to plan out our own lives. But in Jeremiah, it says, the word of God says that um, our lives are not our own. It is not for us to direct our steps. And that is like freaky because you're like, wait, I thought we had free will. It's like we do. But that doesn't mean just because we have free will doesn't mean we have control. And those are two very different things. Free will gives us a choice to act as we see fit. But ultimately, we know that God is in control and that he sets all things into motion at the right time for us, out of his love for us. And that even bad things are working towards the goodness of God if you are a believer of God. And he has our back. So his control is ultimate, but we still have the ability to choose. And I think the best choice we can make is to submit to God's control. Because that makes these unpredictable seasons just so much easier to walk in. When we realize we have choice but not control, that opens up so many doors for us. Um... It makes us uh, confident in God's promise and in God's handiwork. It makes us feel free. It's like the pressure is relieved to do it all ourselves because ultimately every human knows that we are weak deep down. That even the strongest of people cannot move mountains as Jesus can. We can't fulfill all the desires of our own hearts No money in the world will ever be able to do that. But Jesus is. He is able to fill the desires of our heart. So we can spend time wondering and trying to do it all ourselves. Or we can submit to God knowing that he has good plans for us. And that release of control is what propels us to act in our waiting seasons. Alright, so the last category is wandering. When we don't know, as it says in chapter 1, verse 7, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Sometimes the word authority freaks us out, but I think when I think of Jesus, it's authority in the perfect place. You know, sometimes we've all seen or heard of, maybe experienced even firsthand, authority in the wrong place. A teacher who abused authority or a coach, a police officer... Someone who has abused authority given to them in the earthly realm. But when I hear the word authority beside the word Father, Son, or Holy Spirit, there's so much joy and strength and power in that because 
it is authority in the right place. It's authority that takes care of us and protects us, as any authority figure should. But because God is never failing and faithful beyond faithful and all-knowing and all-loving, his authority is made perfect. And perfect authority means that he is watching us, protecting us, loving us, and advocating for us on our behalf. So that's what I think of the word authority when I hear it, beside the word um, of any of the trinity. But when we hear this and we really meditate on what it's like to be not knowing the full picture, I think a lot of us wander. We wander from the truth of God because we can be really angry and maybe rightfully so. Did you know in the Psalms that many of the psalmists were angry at God and they expressed that anger in a healthy way? And the healthiest way to do that is by prayer, communication to God, telling him the desires of your heart, the pains. Sometimes not knowing is so painful for us. Not knowing whether or not a family member will live or die. It's so painful not knowing the appointed time, the times or the seasons that God has fixed for us. So we wander. We wander from the truth of God because the truth is sometimes painful and sometimes hard to comprehend based on the situation at hand. And sometimes we wander for a time and then come back. I've done that. I wandered away from God for a time in my teenage years and I came back. But what we do in our wandering determines a lot of our life after we're done wandering. And it can have serious consequences. So when we wander, we should wander with God, not apart from God. It's okay to need to step back in the pain. To need to escape or try something new um, to relieve the questions and the burden of the not knowing. But when we do, let's not do it apart from God. Let's do it with God. Let's take God with us and invite us into the wandering. You can say, God, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where you have set me forth into. I don't know what is going on. And so as I wander, come with me. Help me figure it all out. Reveal to me what I need to see each day to get through the day. Let's take it one step at a time together, you and me. And as we wander down a new path, will you be with me? And you know that God will, because he always is. He doesn't leave you. That's one thing that I want to really encourage you with today. He does not leave you. Friends and family leave us. Love isn't always conditional on earth, unconditional on earth. But God's love is unconditional for us. And so he doesn't leave us. He never leaves our side. He is always with us. He's omnipresent, which means he can be everywhere all at once. And that's one of the many great mysteries. I don't fully understand how that works, but I don't need to for myself personally. Just knowing that he's with me is enough. It's enough for me to get through the hard moments, the hard times, the challenges. Just knowing that he's sitting in the room with me. Also, another good song recommendation is In the Room by Maverick City. 
It's uh came out last month and it's really good. Really good stuff. And Naomi Rain uh is the lead singer and she's just oh my gosh, just the most amazing singer. She's actually probably one of my favorites of all time. So good people, so good. I would highly recommend that. But anyways, in your wandering, don't wander from God, wander with God. He'll go with you. He's already gone ahead of you to prepare the way for you. Just as he did for the Israelites by with a cloud by day and a fire by night, and he went ahead of them. We know in scripture that God goes ahead of you too. Yes, you, your normal, ordinary life, the single mother, you know, the exhausted college student, um, the person who's trying to build a career. He goes ahead of you, your ordinary, mundane life, with all your really difficult struggles, with all your niche problems, yes, God goes ahead of you too. And he prepares a way because he cares for you. And your life is not too ordinary or boring for him because he cares intimately for you. He cares enough about you that he made you the way you are because he sees it as beautiful. Psalm 139 says, "Um, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. He thinks you're fearfully and wonderfully made. How beautiful is that? And so as his beautiful, wonderfully made creation, he goes ahead of you because he cares for you and he's going to prepare the way. So even though we don't know the times or the seasons, he's still ahead of us and he's paving the way and he's going to set all things right in the end. And how beautiful is that? That the pains of today that feel so wrong and are unjust unjust the god of justice will bring it all to a close in the end making all the wrong things right and he will defend you because he loves you so today i want to leave you with the way we spend our time waiting wondering and wandering let's choose to spend it well even in our pain let's invite god into it in our excitement and anticipation, let's invite God into it. Let's wander with Jesus, wonder of the things of God, and wait on him in his faithfulness because we know he will prove to be faithful. He always has and he always will. He's the same God yesterday, tomorrow, and forever. And how beautiful is that? So God bless you and I hope this leaves you encouraged in whatever your waiting season looks like. Take heart. Okay, see you guys next time.